Hello and welcome to Move the Line March Madness Bracket Show. Uh, doing a little different spin on it today. My name's Connor Allen and I'm joined by a variety of guests here. We got uh, Mike Randall. Mike, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. This is incredible. We got basketball tipped off already. Two tonight, two tomorrow, and then of course Thursday and Friday is euphoria, Connor. It's incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some of the best times of year. Uh, also joined by Betsperts, Andy Molitor. Uh, how you doing, Andy? Great. Good. To, it's been a while, Connor. Obviously, me and Mike uh, got together last week, talked some college basketball. That was a ton of fun, but always good to join you. It's probably been since the football season. So we hang out a lot during football. I feel like we, you know, usually have our yearly move the line, uh, deep dive combo pod kind of thing where you and Drew stop by. But it's nice to be able to talk to you here as well. Um, and today's show is sponsored by team rankings and the fine folks over there. Uh, we're joined by Jason Lisk. Jason, how are you doing tonight, man? I am doing great. We, we not only have two NCAA games, we, we got Santa Clara. If you want to stay up really late, cause I know everybody here is an IT fan, tons of games tonight. Let's hit it. Love it. Um, so if you want to go over to teamrankings.com, we have a special promotion with them, teamrankings.com slash four for four. They have a ton of awesome stuff that we'll touch on here uh, throughout the show. Um, something that we were talking about before and probably my favorite part is public pick percentage, uh, leveraging those uh, like ownership percentage for DFS, basically the same thing for brackets. If you're in anything remotely serious, uh, the last few years I've used it and won a lot of my brackets. So that's been great. Mike, um, where do you want to start here? A couple questions for you, Jason. The site is tremendous. Been using it for so many years. And the pick percentage, of course, is awesome because it's strategy. It's game strategy. First question would be, I get this a lot on social media. Do you have strategy advice in your experience here with filling out large pools versus small pools? Strategy, upsets, percentages? Absolutely. I think there's a difference Absolutely. here. Tell, tell us what you think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the every pool, people ask you, who's your pick? The, it depends on what you're playing, right? It depends on what the point system, what my incentives are, and, and what, what where my leverage points are. So uh, we'll go from small to big. Uh, obviously, small, you want to look conservative. You want to look win odds. You want to look chalk for the most part. Uh, you can, I mean, over the course of 64 games, you're going to differentiate from 20 other contestants, 30 other contestants, just even by picking mostly chalk. Um, so you're going to want to mostly be conservative because most people like to pick upsets. And if you're only heads up, let's say, uh, let's say only a couple people share your champion pick. If you're only heads up with a couple people, the odds that they score more than you by picking a bunch of 30% outcomes is pretty low. So you're a favorite to beat them if you hit your champion. pick. So small pool, conservative, Identify some of the top three or four teams, match them up. You can check pick popularity a little bit. It's not super important for the champion pick as long as you play, you know, as long as you have some good uh, leverage plays that have decent odds but are less popular, like a, a four seed that, that is like only slightly less likely than the two or one seed to make the final four. Maybe that, and that's it. Um, as you move up, more, you get more risk. You get more value, more risk involved. Um, but it takes a, a large pool size before you have to get really risky. Because think about it this way. Um, I mean, you can you can see the betting markets. You can see what the uh, what the betting markets say, right? Like for for a team, like I don't know, pick a team, and we can look at them. Uh, like that's not the favorite. 
Who do you want to talk about? How about, Houston, Tennessee, how about Iowa? Tennessee, Jason? Okay, Jason, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee is a good one, right? Tennessee to win the tournament. Let's just see. So we got them at about odds are about four to five percent to win the tournament. Does that sound right? Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're a three seed, but they're a good three seed. And and so you don't want to necessarily you don't have to pick Tennessee if you're in a really small pool because maybe having them in your final four is enough. But if you're in a pool with a couple hundred people and let's say less than 5% of people are picking Tennessee, you're getting a pot odds playing on the value. So you only want to play that if the pool size is large enough where if you hit your winner. So you want to play a pool where, you know, it's, it's large enough. It's over 100 people before you start paying 5% outcomes uh, for champion picks, right? Uh, so really you want to stick to like the chalk until you get that high. Now, huge contest, 1,000 people. Like, let's say a site has a, a contest where that's where you get really crazy. You're looking for either the 1% champ outcome that nobody's picking or maybe, you know, 2% and, and only like 0.5% is picking. So you're looking for that. Or you can still go with a semi-chalk pick for the title, but then you want a lot of like final four runs that are like 10%, 5% outcomes. Um, it, it, they're long shots to win. You're going to have to take swings. Now, you don't have to swing and catch every 14 seed, but you do have to catch some I mean, most brackets, uh, the points, the leverage is in the final Elite Eight, Final Four champion. On ESPN scoring, they make up, that makes up half your score. And it's a half the score that either you get or you don't. Like in the first two, three rounds, you're going to get a split with some people. Like some people might get four more points together. They haven't won anything yet. You may outscore somebody by four points in the first round. What does that do you? It may put you slightly ahead of the people that have your same championship. That's it. Um, so as you get larger, you need to take more, um, extreme outcomes and play value. So you want to look at pick popularity as you get larger and play those, um, you know, you want to think about it. Is it better for me to play a bracket pool than a, than a money line out on this pick? If so, you might want to make them just play a, play a long shot bracket pool and make them a pick. You might have better odds than going to Vegas and playing the money line on that team. That's a, those are some great points there. Um, I, I noticed here on your guys' website, looking at some of the top picks here, if you are in a pool smaller than 100 people, um, looking at the percent of public picking team as champion versus team ranking the odds to be champion here, one of the highest differences that you have, at least among the favorites here, is Kentucky. So uh, only 7% of people picking them to be the champion versus uh, you guys have them at 11.6% to win the championship. So um, I think that that in yeah, a... Yeah, 0.6. I mean, we're, we're scrubbing everything tonight. We're, 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 we're at about 11% on Kentucky. Uh, sorry. We're at about 11% on Kentucky. And so, yeah, we're showing value on Kentucky right now, which is kind of surprising to me as somebody who's in deep with college basketball. They're clearly are power rated as a top four team all year. Right. I mean, there's been no doubt. And, and when their lineup's healthy, they've been dominant at times. I mean, they destroyed Kansas. Uh, they're a legit contender. I guess people are scared by what happened on Saturday with Tennessee. They, they, they played not a great game. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised because I, I would have had them, uh, honestly, some people like to avoid one seeds. I thought Kentucky would be more popular precisely because they're on the two line because people could say, oh, I can take Kentucky and not pick a one seed. Uh, so, but maybe people are just so used to one seeds winning recently, which they have, but Kentucky to me is like Villanova in 16. They're a strong two. They are a one seed caliber two. Um, and there's a couple other things I think going on with Kentucky, maybe with our odds. Uh, we're down on Purdue, who's in their region. Purdue's defensive numbers are terrible. We've made an adjustment 
based on their pace and their defensive numbers for tournament play uh, because teams like Purdue can sometimes underperform. And so that's, that's impacting like as the simulations run through the bracket. Uh, and Baylor has some injuries that I think create some variance in their outcomes. And so with those two things, I think that kind of subtly makes Kentucky's chances a little better uh, than if those teams, if, if Purdue was a strong three seed that played defense well, and if Baylor was fully healthy. Would you say, Jason, on your projections that the South bracket, I found that when I was filling it out, the South bracket to me was the chalkiest bracket because exactly what you said, Tennessee's a strong three, Villanova, I'm not sure where you have them. Arizona, you could argue, is the hottest team in the tournament right now coming in. What are your thoughts there from what you're seeing on the South bracket? Yeah, the South's really strong, and it's kind of um, – there's some risk for Arizona throughout that bracket. Uh, so I think Arizona is one of the best teams, but there is risk there. As early as round two, just because of the type of matchup. Seton Hall and TCU are both teams that can offensive rebound and have front lines, which is Arizona's strength is their front line. They're going to dominate teams that can't match up there. But but so I, they would have been better off at, say, a Davidson or, or teams like that where, where they're 8-9. Um, so there's a little risk with Seton Hall and TCU there. And then either Houston or Illinois. Good team. I mean, they basically have a tough draw to, to get through because then somebody will have survived on the other side from Tennessee or Villanova. And so they're going to face a fairly tough path. Everyone talks about, you know, got to get the final four right. You want to get your champion right because that's how the brackets are skewed a lot of times. What about the first round upsets? Because I think there's a feeling, there's like a mental hurdle that if you get a lot of first round upsets, even though it's only worth one point usually, you feel like you're on the right track and that you did something right here, even if you don't end up getting you know, your final bracket through. Yeah. First of all, I mean, in, in most pools, I would not pick many like huge upsets, nor do I think you need to this year. Um, above, say, that, well, I mean, besides Providence, who's a two-point favorite, I think there's just not – it's not worth the risk to me. Uh, there are some teams I like against the spread, um, certainly, as, as underdogs. Uh, I like UAB, given their style. I like uh, Chattanooga, potentially, depending on where Illinois' health situation is. Um, I like New Mexico State. Point guard missed the part of the season. They're much better now. Some teams like that I like against the spread. I don't know that I'd pick them out right. But uh, there's a ton of – I don't even know you have to pick up upsets this year. The 6 through 11 range is a mess. Uh, the committee, like the 6 seeds, a lot of them are struggling entering the tournament. Some of the 11 seeds are peaking. Uh, some 10 seeds are favored. I mean, it, I think the average spread in that range is less than a point, honestly. Uh, so you're getting basically like 12 toss-ups where maybe the public is on one side and you can get value without taking a huge swing by just playing, you know, one of those teams uh, that's not as popular but has a really good chance of winning. For sure. And just the main thing here, the biggest takeaway, I think, is just I, I feel like there's a big chunk of the population who just doesn't think about the game theory of this because they, they've been filling out brackets since they were like in sixth grade, you know, and they just they've been doing it for so long. And I mean, even some people who are pretty smart and, you know, can model out some of the EV and survivor pools and NFL and other sports. They look at brackets completely different as like odds, you know, the odds of getting a perfect bracket are a trillion to one. And it's a lot of, a lot of variance, but like there, there is a ton of game. And I think that's a, so, and that's what, that's what your product is, you know, trying to help people with. We've certainly studied this a lot. I, I will tell you, it's not the case this year, but there are some years when we're like 
in small pools were like, take all the ones and two seeds to the Elite Eight. It's not going to hit, but take them. And here's the two we think are the strongest. Pick them to win it, and you'll probably win your pool. And people react like, why did I pay you to tell me that? And then our, our response <laughs> is, but would you have done that if we hadn't told you? No, you would have put a six seed in the Elite Eight, right? Uh-huh. Um, people love to pick upsets. If you want to pick upsets, play in a pick X pool where you pick 10 teams and you get seed points. They're out there. Those are fun. Uh, play, you know, play a survivor pool where you get to go heads up sometimes against the most popular team um, in the Elite Eight as an underdog and win, win the pool outright if you hit. Um, play, uh, play money lines on like there's lots of cool props like number one and two seeds to miss the Sweet 16. Um, but so you, you need to be more conservative on taking the big swings because those aren't going to win you a pool. Uh, unless it's an upset pool, right? Unless you get bonus points, then then we're talking different different game theory. So yeah, I think people people get it's it's a, the mentality as you say is different. If I if we give people NFL survivor advice, they don't they don't respond to us and say, why are you picking the teams that you think will win the most? Uh duh, that's what you want to do. But in March Madness, they're like, why are we picking so many teams that you expect to win? Because uh, that's how you win pools. You pick the teams you expect to win. Jason, with that survival pool, because this has been a big debate that I've heard so much. It, so many people are like, you have to save, you have to save, you have to save. And then sometimes you save and you don't even get to that point because you get knocked out. So I guess it's a balance, right? Between taking, you know, educated risks, but also maybe saving as much as you can. But you got to get to the point where it matters, don't you? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll give you some, I mean, uh, nobody's perfect with theory, but it, it's, March Madness survivors are fun. First of all, getting on some of these big pools are really fun. Pick each day. You're like rushing to get your picks in. It's like, you know, on steroids, it's like a survivor pool, like fast paced. Um, yeah. You, I don't think you can just go with like super risky picks that have no future value. Like I'm picking the seven because they're only a, they're a three point favorite. You're going to get knocked out pretty quick. If that's your philosophy. I think you got to take some stands. My general th- thing is I'm not probably going to save the two or three best teams that I think I need to win a national title if, if it gets there. But if I have a one seed who I'm maybe a little down on, I may use them in the second round uh, and just take the chance. Oh, my odds say they're, they've only got a 10% chance to get in the final four. I'm playing that. I, I, you, can't, you can't play for every contingency. you got to take some stands in Survivor to get value because otherwise you're doing things like taking Florida against Oral Roberts with 40% of your pool and if that hits, if that loss happens, you're knocked out. And so you want to avoid those you, in some ways. You want to take like a three or four seed who you think actually isn't that great of a pick to make the final four because they have a tough draw later on. You may want to use them and stay off the super popular second round pick like that. That's a great call. Yeah, this is uh, this is an awesome uh, primer for us uh, going into the next segment here. I think this is uh you know, a lot of great stuff here from Jason. Um, and if you have anything else to promote from, uh, team rankings, uh, you know, you can go ahead and do so now. Um, we will be building a bracket live on air, uh, following this. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be a good time. I mean, we're going to build the perfect bracket. I'm, I'm about to tweet that out. We're building the perfect bracket. The risk of building a bracket as you go from the ground up, right. Is that you put teams through and then you evaluate each matchup individually Whereas, like, if you simulate it, you see where the risks are. Like, oh, if they're 5% more likely to, even if I'm not picking against them in round one, if their chances are 65 instead of 70, that slowly decreases, like, how good a play they are by the final four. So those are the risks of building it without the simulation. But you'll still have fun. Uh, I mean, take swings this year. There there are 10 contenders, and there are teams on the 4-5 line 
that I think are legit plays in even medium-sized pools this year. Um, and if you're if you come to team rankings, here's what we got. We give you five brackets. You put it in your rules. We customize it. You tell us what's your scoring system, your size, payout structure, because uh, we adjust risk based not only on size but payout structure, right? If you if you got a lot, if it's a flat payout structure, we're gonna be more conservative than you say it's winner take all. We're gonna go for the home run if it's winner take all. And so we do that, and we give you five brackets, and those brackets complement each other. So if we've got one champ runner up pick and one, we're gonna give you a, some other brackets that kind of counter that. Like they're gonna leverage a few key teams, but they're gonna play like the team that could beat them on the other side. If your one bracket loses, here's what here's where we think you get benefited in the other. Like okay, we had this team losing the final four, and the other one now they're the champ. That kind of thing. Um, and so we play some complimentary brackets. So look for that. We've got Calcutta tools. We've got Survivor tools. So check us out. I like that complimentary bracket. It's, it's like building a really good pick six down at the horse track, you know, covering all your options down the stretch there to make sure you end up with the money. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, you can't cover every option in a bracket, obviously, right? You gotta There's got to be some stands. But you can cover, like, some of your risk because every bracket has, you know, certain outcomes that are going to screw you. <laughs> and you know it. Uh, what are my biggest liabilities? Uh, oh, a Duke run or, you know, because I picked Duke not to make the final four or whatever. So you can't pick, cover them all, but you can cover some with, with say, a five bracket approach, uh, a, a portfolio approach. All right, guys. Uh, is it time? Is it time to start building the bracket? It may be. Yeah, go for it. All right, this is great. So, guys, I think what we're going to do here is why don't we just alternate? We will go game by game. We'll go right down the list. Uh, Connor, myself, Jason, and Andy, and we'll pick a game and we'll just keep rotating and see who ends up here as the champion. Connor, really tough here. Going to start off with you, Gonzaga and Georgia State. One seeds are, what is it, 143 and one? So, uh, going to pick the one seed there. Just not even going to think about it. I have to thank Sal for putting us in this order because I feel very strongly, guys, that Boise's going to beat Memphis. Memphis Ooh. with the turnovers, Boise is lengthy. Boise will feast off of those turnovers. They won't turn it over themselves. I feel like they are a, a better version of Houston in this matchup. I am going to put Boise State through in this game, and I know most people are on Memphis, but I do like the Broncos from the Mountain West. All right, Jason, you're up here as the guest. Connecticut, New Mexico oh. State. You mentioned yeah. this a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like New Mexico State with the points, but I'm not going to get that risky here because uh, I talked about risk. Uh, we're going to put Connecticut through in this bracket. We'll find our leverage plays later on. Andy, you get the first frisky game here. Arkansas, Vermont, which is now dropped, I think. I think it's Arkansas minus five. What do you think? Yeah, this is one. I talked about this three or four times with people. It said, like, you got a team that's probably pretty good, but you don't know how good they are because they play in just a – a horrible, horrible league and beat the tar out of those teams all year. I, I miss the guy, the guy with the big hair for Vermont, Anthony Lamb, a couple years yes. ago. That guy yes. used to just truck for against me when I take him runs up. I, I don't know how big this bracket league is. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take an upset. I'll go Vermont. Just oh, Arkansas. I'm, I'm not keen on Arkansas this year. And I love Moss. Excellent. Very good. And they're not shooting the three well either. I mean, I think this is a this is a good matchup. Yeah, this is like a four or five point spread. I'm fine with an upset here. So, Connor, you get a multi-level question. So you have Rutgers, Notre Dame, whoever you think is going to win that, and then going against Alabama. So you have to sort of give us some detail here. 
Yeah, I keep going back and forth on that because, I mean, technically, I think the numbers, uh, you know, prefer Notre Dame. But, I mean, Rutgers has just been so on and off this year. Like, they, they've had some just massive performances uh, and obviously some duds as well. Um, again, like, that's I, – I think either way that Alabama ends up winning, um, just, you know, based on their metrics, I think they're a, a pretty solid team here. Um, you know, 25th in Ken Palm's overall adjusted efficiency margin. Um, you know, a good bit better than either of those teams. So I think that they're probably my pick there regardless. Only year that the play-in game has not had someone advanced from the 11-12 area was 2019. But don't forget, we had UCLA down 10 last year to Michigan State at halftime, hit the Final Four, and of course, Shaka started all at VCU. I get a pretty easy one here. Texas Tech, Montana State, Tech's defense, guys, I, I struggle to have upsets for teams that really lock down defensively. Montana State's not going to see, haven't seen anything like Texas Tech this year. So I think it's a pretty easy advance for me. Chalk here at the three with the Red Raiders. Jason, this is another frisky one. Michigan State, Tyson Walker, I don't know guys, his status. And Davidson, you want to call it the Foster Lawyer revenge game. Uh, Michigan State, Davidson, what do you think? I was I was gonna say I was gonna pull up my model and just start plugging in <laughs> plugging in these uh, matchups. I don't have some of the the later on ones. So, oh man, David Davidson was my squad in the uh, in the conference tournament futures, and uh, yeah, they lost, didn't they? That was another one of my that was another one of my uh, conference futures. I think I went like four and nine in the finals with conference futures. So, Davidson is dead to me. A little bit of Izzo. Give me that. Give me that. Just uh, chalk that one out for now. It's interesting that the seven ten seat here. So Michigan State right now is like a one point favorite over at FanDuel, uh, despite being a seven ten. It's what probably one of my biggest tips actually for building a bracket, just in general, is like, you know, look at the spreads. Don't look at like the seeds because you'll see some of these ten seeds or eleven seeds or twelve seeds even sometimes like pretty much even with the the others. So you can basically just pick upsets off that, which sounds like common sense to us, obviously, but. To anyone who doesn't really gamble that much but likes to play brackets, uh, I think it's a good way to go about it. Yeah, and I saw a stat today. Uh, Ten seeds actually have a better winning percentage against two seeds in the second round than they do overall against the seven. So their percentage wow. of wins when they get through is actually higher than beating the sevens in the initial game. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I, I forgot. I was thinking it was Michigan minus three or four. That one's like a pick em. I'm not uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm super confident in that anymore, but whatever. Still mad at the, <laughs> still mad at Davidson. All right, Connor. Duke, Cal State, Fullerton. Anything exciting here? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not super sold on Duke as a team. I'm not, but you know, I think I have to probably pick them here. I don't really think that they're going to drop <laughs> drop the ball at this point. All right, going back to the top, Gonzaga, Boise. Oh, I can't. I, I, I think this is a rough draw for Gonzaga more so than people realize. I thought last year was very easy. I think this is difficult. UConn. Arkansas, those teams could beat them, but I, I can't do it here with Boise. I think it's a close game, but I think the Zags go through. You got a tough one. Andy, you're getting all the tough ones now that Jason has dropped out. Uh, <laughs> Connecticut, Vermont, a battle here of the Northeast. Oh, let's put it in here. These definitely aren't pulling to my scraper because these games don't exist yet. Oh, man, I have this one pretty close too. <laughs> Just like, you know, Based on Vermont's offense again, I'm gonna have to well uh, defer. I'm not gonna defer the pick, but give me give me the skinny on uh, Connecticut's defense. I'm not super. 
And guys, where is this game? Is this in Buffalo? This one? See, and that's what I think too. I think this is actually up in the Buffalo region. You might have good, good crowds for that one from both sides. Like that's just gonna be that's gonna be great. Who'd you uh, put especially. through, Andy? Who'd you put? Um, I'm I'm looking I'm looking real quick at Connecticut's defense, uh, 35th in adjusted def- defense, 22nd offensively. Um, and you're picking between Vermont and Connecticut, correct? Yeah, I'll get, I'll just move UConn on. They they played pretty well here. I'm looking at it now, especially against some teams with some decent offense. Big East is tough. What are you gonna do, Connor? Alabama, Texas Tech, fun game. Yeah, um, I like Texas Tech here right now. I believe uh, first in defensive efficiency overall, just 65th in offensive uh, efficiency, though. I think that is something that I've noticed and probably be their biggest stalwart in the tournament. Um, you kind of see these different teams and like balance is actually really, really important in the tournament. So teams that don't rank, uh, you know, in the top like 25 in offense, you know, really have struggled in in the tournament. Um, but you know, I think it's early enough. I think that they're still a better team. So it was like 18 of the past 19 winners have ranked inside the top 25 in adjusted offense uh, for the tournament. So, you know, uh, Texas Tech obviously ranks well outside that, but I still like them here against Bama. Guys, I didn't like Duke to begin with, and I have them out in a bracket I just put through to Davidson. So I'm taking them out here with Michigan State. I just don't like what I've seen. They could not rally against North Carolina. I have not been impressed with North Carolina. The fact that they came back on that game with everything that was at stake, the last home game for Coach K was bizarre. They couldn't rally against Virginia Tech, who was pretty much slicing and dicing them with Mike Young. Now here comes Izzo. I know we're going to hear the stack guys. What Izzo is is a horrific record against Coach K. I understand that. I would even put Davidson through. I just don't think Duke can rally. I think there are a lot of talent and there's no chemistry whatsoever. And let's face it, Coach K has not been great in the tournament with freshman players. And he's got those players. And at this point, I don't know. I just don't see it. So I will actually put the Spartans through. I really think that like, I think that AJ Donaldson, a listener here, brought up a good point. Like, I think that there's a decent chance that either of those teams beats uh, Duke. Let's uh, we got to let's get down to the elite eight. We were there to the elite eight. Let's slide across. You guys want to slide across or finish this one off? We'll, we'll slide across. Let's slide across. All right. So uh, we will well, go. I, I sit here and run numbers for UConn Gonzaga, and you guys move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can go back. We can go no, back. No, I'll take, we go I'll back. Take Arizona. <laughs> Give me Arizona. All right, Arizona. Best, it, best team in the best team in the tournament, probably. Against, you got it. God knows uh, what. I can't even see a, it. So small. The two is that the right state one? I know. I'm like looking at yeah, the squad. Right. Yeah, uh, yes, a Horizon right League winner. Yeah, give me a break. Who do you like in that game? Peter Kiss? Is he gonna? Do we like Brian or Wright State in that game? I would like the over. <laughs> Good. Good like, call. Just it, you could set it at 160. People would still bet that over. It's been bet up already, so I think I have a little bit on that over already. Connor Seton Hall TCU. I think TCU is underrated. I don't know Hall TCU. What do you got? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty much a toss up right now. I think that Ken Palm's numbers actually has Seton Hall thirty uh, fifth overall adjusted efficiency margin. They have TCU at thirty eighth spread right now. Seton Hall by half a point. Uh, I mean, if you like TCU, then let's roll TCU. I don't have too much of an opinion. Oh boy, peanut butter and jelly Walker for the UAB Blazers. Look, I like UAB with the spread. I don't like Houston losing this game. This t- this is totally to me that UAB covers, but Houston moves on. They're going to be physical. UAB really hasn't played anyone of the level of Houston. And, you know, Samson coming off of last year, I think this team is going to be difficult. It's 5-12. It's, it's popular. I think it's a popular upset that people are picking, but 
I'm going to go with Houston here and keep it chalky. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you got that one. I'd, I'd have our, I loved UAB. Yeah. They're one of my favorite tournament teams. I know. And, I thought about but, it. I definitely have them with. I got it eight and a half. I think it's down now. I mean, I think that Houston's like one of the best, like five seeds, though. I mean, in recent that, memory, that's the problem. I like them both. Like, I think Houston could have been a three, borderline two, if uh, things shook out right during the season with the talent they have. It's it's tough with some of the personnel stuff, but like, it's still a very scary team. And I bet against them in the conference tournament. I took uh, I took Memphis to take the tournament. And I don't know if Houston was sandbagging or what, because they waxed them in the final. So <laughs> I, I think you're right. Like Houston moves on there. And this is another one where people are, uh, I feel like a lot of people are on the mocks, aren't they? Yeah. I think the question, Andy, to you, and I'm glad you have this one, not me. Silvio D'Souza, does the five star Kansas transfer have enough to limit Coburn to keep it? Because normally these bigs can dominate early, but I, I feel like the mocks can go a little bit toe to toe with them. What do you think here? Probably one of those where it feels really good in the first half, and then you go up against a really good, pretty experienced Big Ten team. As, as low as I am on the Big Ten, like it's a pretty good defense too. And it's one of those where Chattanooga hangs and hangs and hangs, and then loses by eight. So I, I have it a pretty, I have it pretty low as far as them moving on here. So I'll, I'll move Illa, the Illini up. Connor, give the right answer for this game there is only one correct answer colorado state michigan oh my gosh i mean now you've put a lot of pressure on me here i think i think michigan is like minus two and a half opened at like three three and a half um you know i i think the colorado state's kind of a good team i mean i i don't know i, I think that they're interesting my only i saw some weird travel concerns like yes, they were like not updated yeah. by the ncaa of like when to travel uh, and they like hadn't gotten their flight yet um, I don't know. That screams like this could be like a rigged game to me. You know, like the NCAA is just already kind of putting in their little uh, <laughs> rig. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's tough. It's tough to fade the favorite here in Michigan, but I think that uh, I don't know. I kind of like what. What do you think the right answer is? I mean, I'm I'm a little more torn. Uh, but this, guys, I'm not. This I should not answer this because I'm biased. My heart is with Colorado State. I've loved them Let's all year. That's them. why I said. I that. I mean, yeah. I I think that's fine. I think the Big Ten is overrated. I think we need to. Like I don't, I think a lot of them are gonna have early exits. I'm I'm a Mountain West guy. I think the Big Ten's overrated. I'd still probably take Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's a tough tough sledding there. You know what I laughed at, guys? Is I I was all over fading Michigan coming into this year, and at halftime, remember that Buffalo opener game? It was like 51 to 35. The first game, I'm getting crushed on social media. Michigan's rolling. What were you talking about? Buffalo came back and covered, and I feel like it's been up and down, up and down <laughs> since then. Uh, Tennessee Longwood, like what Longwood's done this year, fantastic job. Tennessee is just rolling. I mean, if you could make an argument, guys, that Tennessee is the hottest team coming in the tournament, Arizona or them, their defense, their balance, they're, they're, they're shooting well. Longwood hasn't seen anything like this. I like Longwood, but uh, I'm going to move Tennessee on. Good. Andy's getting all the good games here. I don't want to pick this one. Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. Yeah, this is a this is another. You give me all these ones, and it's like a pick 'em on the spread. Like <laughs> That's these are why, the top, yes. I'm not getting any ten point favorites. I, I guess I get Arizona, but uh, uh, I was a little down on Loyola in the conference tournament. I thought their price was a little too juicy. I bet against them. That didn't work out. I liked how they looked. They, they really ripped through the tournament. Looked pretty tough. I think they even even though I was down on them, I still think they're underseeded. Like they could have been an eight. They were underseeded last year. Like, oh, they were better last year. They were like an eight. Yeah, that team was like a five or a six, man. They 
tragically underseeded for as much as love as we give them. So I have them moving on. I have this pretty much a pick them with uh, Loyola favored slightly here. So yeah, I, I bet I bet Loyola outright too. Uh, you can get them at like plus one or like you know even money. Well, not in Illinois, uh, unfortunately, due to lawmakers. But uh, you know you can obviously you know you, you can find a workaround here and there. But I I mean Ohio State's defense. Like uh, I think they're 13th offensively, 130th defensively, something like that, uh, and that's over adjusted. I think for the Big Ten, so uh, I think Loyola's offense there takes advantage. Yeah, if you're 130th defensively playing against like the Gophers and the Huskers, have yeah. fun with Loyola. Uh, that's that's my thing. There is I think Loyola wins by like five. I'm gonna be I'll be taking some alt spreads for Loyola. Yeah, that kid. Just a side note: that kid Malachi Branham, a good player for for Ohio State. That freshman is great. Uh, Connor Villanova, Delaware. I'm, I'm seeing action on this. A lot of action on Delaware here on this. Are you, I mean, if you got a case for Delaware, go for it. I mean, no, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't oh, have okay. a case to win, but to cover, I may have a case. Okay. To cover, They've been bet down for like 17. It's not like, we're... yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, probably still Villanova for bracket purposes. <laughs> Dylan Painter revenge game. No, respected okay. I guess. that. Uh, okay, moving down. Did here. you want? Are we going to do the second round in that oh, one? Yeah, sorry, my fault. Yeah, second round. Okay, going okay. to the top. I, so, I thought uh, we were just going wild with this. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we yeah. kind of are. We're going rogue. I like it. Just popping all over the place. Uh, this so, is how yeah, the perfect we'll get... bracket is started. You know, just from a wild brain function of popping from region to region, and we're good to go. I want to build drama for the final four. So yeah, we'll do the do the eight here. Arizona TCU. I get it, and I like what Jason was saying that TCU can rebound with them. But Arizona is just so impressive to me. I, I think that's uh, that's an easy move forward. Uh, Houston, Illinois. I've Again. already expressed my love for Houston seeding. I would love to see this Houston Arizona game anyway. Like if if nothing else, I'm picking it to see that game on. Uh, oh boy, Thursday. That would have to be a Thursday night one. Give me give me the West Coast crowd watching that one at night for Sweet Sixteen opener. Boy. Whew. Connor, Colorado State, Tennessee. Oh, I mean, I think it's probably still Tennessee. I think we're taking too many favorites here. I don't know. You guys, you guys like Colorado. You like Colorado State enough to pick them over Tennessee, or not really? Oh, I like uh, that. Just it's all Roddy, and Roddy gets in foul trouble. They're real. It's it's so de- Roddy dependent because they're so limited inside. I I can't put them. I don't know, Andy. I can't put them past Tennessee. No, that's a that's a tough ask. Again, it's another team. Like it stinks for me because I looked at uh, you know just how the seeding was likely to land, and I said, "Man, Tennessee and Houston are some underseeded teams that I might take to go aways," and they end up in the same bracket for the same region, as is usually my cases. So, as is the same as I said to Jason, I, I just think this is the chalky bracket. I'm going to put Villanova through here. Guys, Villanova has the same profile this year that they had with their two championship teams. Veteran teams, they defend well, they rebound, they don't turn the ball over. And now the biggest difference this year was about halfway through the year, their two-point percentage was not great, but it has really improved. And you know they make their free throws. Coaching change, uh, Valentine's done a great job. I I can't put them through again and beating this Nova team. I just think they're clicking here and – uh, slow pace, not a high-scoring game for sure, but I'll put the Wildcats through. Uh, all right, going down to the Midwest. Uh, okay, Andy, now you got an easy one, right? 
uh, Kansas. It's funny how we it's funny how we do the clockwise thing like they do on TV too. Like you, there wasn't a <laughs> thought in your mind to do it like a book to go to the east. I know, I know, and I, and none of us would have wanted you to either. So yeah, can't the Kansas? I will either one seed, whatever. But yeah, Kansas is moving on there. We're like Pavlov's dogs. We're trained with March. I know. Uh, Connor, I'm curious to hear you guys' opinion on this. San Diego State Creighton because Creighton's scalding hot, but they don't have a point guard. San Diego State's defense, what do you got? Yeah, I think that that could cause some problems uh, for them. I mean, second in adjusted uh, defensive efficiency here. Um, They're great at, you know, turning the ball over, 29th in turning the ball over defensively. I mean, like you said, you know, don't have a point guard. I mean, I think that could cause a lot of issues there. So uh, give me San Diego State. Iowa Richmond, love Jacob Gillier. Got to interview him earlier this year. What a nice kid, all-time steals leader. But let's not forget, guys, that Richmond was pretty much dead and buried to Dayton before the injury to the point guard, and he went out, and then they went on a massive run, and they had a fantastic comeback there in that game against Davidson to win the title. But Iowa's offense with the Murray brothers is just clicking at a different level. Bohannon for three. Uh, I'm going to put Iowa through. I do not see this as the 12-5 upset. I'd be surprised by this, um, like Richmond, but I, I'm putting uh, Iowa through. Ah, Andy, fantastic. Providence, South Dakota State. Naturally. And it is funny, the Richmond thing, real quick. I, I'm in, I haven't done a single bracket yet, a single contest, except for the thing we've been running in my hometown for a million years where 32 people throw in 100 bucks and they just draw two teams. You just get two, you can get two 16 seeds. And I got Richmond and Davidson this year, just dead right from the get go. And just, to, and just to remind, we already have a lot at this point. And just, just a reminder too that I lost to Richmond in that final with Davidson. Um, South Dakota State. That's where I met my wife, the mother of my children. Brooklyn, oh, you South Dakota. Gotta pick them. Gotta pick them. I mean, just if anything else, the in-laws are coming to town this weekend. Like from Brookings, like that. It's it's all things are lining up. So That's South Dakota summer. State wins by three, one point for each time I had to retake algebra two while I attended. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, I I guess you like the under LSU Iowa State. What do you think? Yeah, um, probably still LSU. I guess. I mean. I don't know. I think that that's, I think that this is, again, this is like a cl- much closer game than the seeds su- should suggest. And LSU could certainly lose after, I mean, what is it? They fired their coach before the tournament. Um, I, I don't, I don't really understand, but you know, I mean, they could certainly lose just very wide range of outcomes. But, you know, again, if we're doing a thousand tournament pool, sure. Let's throw in, you know, whatever uh, ISU, but probably LSU just for this purposes. I've seen a lot of people talking about Colgate. I think not having, you know, Jordan Burns was a major part of that team last year against Arkansas when he was playing for them, the six foot senior point guard. They don't have him. I know that Colgate plays a style that could cause Wisconsin trouble, but I don't see it, guys, especially because Wisconsin got a huge benefit playing in Milwaukee. They're going to be playing a five serve form for these two games here. I don't see Colgate with the way they play. Ferguson can shoot the three records inside, the hardworking kid, but Wisconsin goes through, especially playing in their backyard. Andy, another tough one, USC, uh, Miami. I looked at tickets for that game. Uh, Milwaukee's not that far. Uh, spoiler, they're expensive. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, not going to that one. But yeah, that's Colgate, everybody wants them to win that game. 
I like them against the spread there, but I, I agree with you for sure. USC Miami, yes, you've either given me one seeds or spreads that are just like right on the make them here. Um, I, this is another one where I didn't watch a lot of USC games. I think I have them a lot lower. Yeah, I'm not super keen on where they got seeded. I don't know if they deserve the seven seed. Maybe you can straighten me out on that, but I uh, I have Miami as a better team. I, I have no idea what the spread is on that right now. So um, it, USC is or uh, sorry. Yeah, USC is favored by one and a half. Yeah, another one and a half point game. Thanks, guys. I'll take I'll take Miami in this one though. I have USC a bit lower than a seven seed. I really like that pick. I, when it came out, my initial gut reaction is Miami is underseeded. It was the first thing that came out of my mind. And listen, they don't have a lot of bigs inside, but McGusty can shoot the three. Charlie Moore's been on twelve teams. He's a veteran guy. Was on Kansas, and Isaiah Wong can attack attack the uh, basket. I'm with you on that. Look, yeah, looking at my numbers, if those numbers were flipped around on those two teams, it would make more sense to me. Yes. Yeah. Excellent point. Uh, Connor, Auburn, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State did not win the conference tournament, but they're in anyway. Yeah, we'll go with Auburn there. These, uh, you know, whatever uh, participation trophy winners don't get deserved to. They're rested. uh, They didn't have to play in the finals. Yeah, I guess, but they didn't win anything, you know, like. Brandon, Man, what kind of momentum do you have? It's like, yeah, we lost, but we still get to we go. Lost like, to the semis. Negative momentum? I don't know. Like, you know, that's <laughs> they need a monster game from Brandon Huffman to, to get through there. Kansas, San Diego State. When I did this bracket, I started saying, wow, is Kansas sort of sneaking in here with a pretty nice draw? I like San Diego State, but I think Kansas can match them. And I just don't think there's enough offense. It's Matt Bradley. He'd have to have 30, which I saw him do against Colorado State, but Jayhawks go through for me. Well, how long are you going to align, Andy, with your in-laws? <laughs> not not that. I mean, by the time this game plays, they'll be headed home. Like, they're headed home Saturday morning, so they'll be out of town already. I, I'm, I'm free to pick Iowa. That South Dakota State defense just is not – it's not good. Like, it's a, bare, it's a bad defense, legitimately. They're not going to be able to handle that Iowa offense. That should be a bloodbath. Connor, this would be impressive. Is that LSU with a without their head coach can go and beat Wisconsin and Milwaukee? But maybe it could happen. They are the number one defense, right? And adjusted defensive efficiency, I think, in the country. Or number two, one or two. Maybe San Diego State's one. What do you got here? Uh, man, I I think that we can go with uh we can go with LSU. I just I think we need to fade. I, I want to start fading the Big Ten a little more. I would almost like have thought about going San Diego State over Iowa just because of um it's like uh, something that Ken Barkley uh, has talked about a lot. It's basically like teams who are, um, you know, so bad defensively, uh, you know, like Iowa's 77th in adjusted defense, but raw efficiency is like outside the top hundred um, like teams like that. Like, I think it's almost none of them have made the elite eight like ever basically. Um, and so that's kind of like the, the, the exact team to fade. It's them and Purdue are teams that are like scary because their floors are so low where if they, continue to not play good defense like they could run into a buzzsaw um so i think yeah we'll go lsu here um but yeah that's just something that i'm paying attention to in the bracket worked last year ohio state and iowa both very fit that exact bill we're like outside the top 100 defensively and you know took an early exit i love that i get this one i'm putting miami through i think auburn three and three in their last six i think they are not playing their best basketball the Texas A&M game was very revealing to me. Jim Laranega on the bench, magic from George Mason, 10 statistically decent against twos, like this matchup. 
it's very Syracuse-ish, guys. You know, the team that gets in that nobody really pays attention to, and all of a sudden they're here. Like the matchup here with solid guards. Auburn's not going to be able to turn them over that much. I'm going to put Miami through, get rid of some of the chalk. You guys okay with that? Yeah. Moving over to the other side. All right, Andy, you got to lay up. Baylor, Norfolk. Good job winning the MIAC. I mean, Norfolk, it was a nice tournament, essentially at home. But Baylor <laughs> is a truck. Uh, UNC Marquette, Connor, I'm glad you're talking about this. I have no clue about this game. I, the one I've really struggled with. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, what is what is the spread even on this? Like, I think it's these, three. I think three. It's three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably lean North Carolina here. Um, I mean, a decent amount better in most metrics, but I feel like they've also been very streaky this year. So, and they have an advantage inside with Baycott over any, whoever Marquette's going to throw at them. Thrilled about this. Uh, this line is crazy that it opened. Wyoming favored, and now it's Indiana favored. Regardless who comes out of that game, I am taking them over St. Mary's. I I think St. Mary's really got a very high boost from beating Gonzaga. Great job, but it was at home, and they have the rivalry with Gonzaga. There's familiarity there. Four quad one wins, guys, for St. Mary's, and all of them came in the West Coast Conference. Two reactions I had when the bracket came out. Miami is underseeded, and St. Mary's is overseeded. So playing game gets hot. Why not put them through? Uh, next up, UCLA Akron. Oof. UCLA, like I said, I started betting against them and didn't stop till we got to pretty deep. I have them almost underseeded as well, though. Not quite. They're right there and um, pulling up my Akron number. Yeah, I'm fine with UCLA moving on. Jesus. Yeah, Connor. Akron. Akron's defense is way down there. I guess just they're way down there because of where they are. I mean, it's a MAC team. Yeah, it wasn't the MAC team guys I would think would have really scared UCLA. Uh, some other teams maybe, but I, I this is this was an odd. Oh one yeah, this is a fourteen point spread. Uh, I was surprised at how far I had them apart, but yeah, I would love to see Kent State in this spot. I think that would yes. be a more fun matchup. Well said, absolutely. Connor, Texas, Virginia Tech. Uh, I mean. Virginia Tech way underseeded here. I mean, Texas is just a one point favorite. Um, so I think for you know differentiation's sake, I'm fine with let's take Virginia Tech, unless you guys really feel strongly about Texas uh, going far. No, I I feel like uh, I feel like Chris Beard's had some struggles there. Trey Mitchell just left the team. Uh, it was one of his bigs. I, you know, I, I think he's he's had an adjustment period for sure. Uh, Purdue, Yale, not going to waste time here. I love Purdue. They have struggles, like Jason said earlier, in defense, absolutely. But I, I don't think they get tripped up by Yale. I think the bigs are just too bigs, too good for them. Andy? They'll trip up, just not against the second-best team in the Ivy League. I agree with you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, What I got here? Murray, oh, God, San another Francisco. one of these. This is yeah. like a one-point game. Another That's why you get the big 10. bucks. That's the yeah, this is, this, is a, this is another team where – I love the racers. Everybody's talking about, you know, the uh, the possible matchup with Kentucky. I have them a little overseeded, honestly. And again, it depends how you feel about the West Coast Conference. But San Francisco and St. Mary's both they play pretty decent defense. I like San Francisco as a whole better than St. Mary's. I'm going to move them on here. Murray State also in their winning streak has played one top hundred team in the entire time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not it's not the greatest conference. Uh, Connor, Kentucky. Yep. Sure. Let's roll. 
You got him. Co- you have him covering that game too. Curious. I think so. But what do you think? Yeah, probably. I mean, I think. I think. I. I think that they're the recency bias of what we saw last is kind of tough to overcome. But I think that they're you know they're in a good spot. Uh, Baylor UNC. I will put Baylor through. I don't like you. I mean, they're hot and they've played well, but I just think Baylor's a different animal. Uh, is and Cryer could be back right for this game. I think he could be back. Yeah, I don't think he's playing a Norfolk game, but he could be back for this one. All right, Andy, I stuck you here because I put Wyoming Indiana winner through against UCLA. <laughs> I guess so. I guess if it's Wyoming, maybe you get some hero ball. I mean, that's what that's what you see from some of these lower seeded teams where somebody can take over and take down a giant. But man, I have UCLA so good on both sides of the ball. It's this is this is a better team than last year. So I mean, let's let's move them. Let's have a fun matchup there. Uh, Connor, Purdue gone yet? Yeah, let's roll Virginia Tech. Gobble, gobble. And San Francisco, I just don't think they can match inside. Um, is it Masowski? Masalowski, the uh, forward. I think he's back. I think Golden said he could have played, but they need a lot more than that against Kentucky. I'll put uh, Kentucky through. So guys, we're down to elite eights here. Let's go back to the top. Who's our biggest? Who's our biggest seed then? VTech. Uh, the biggest seed we got overall. Yeah, they're eleven, right? Eleven. Yeah, we got Miami as a ten through. The Virginia Tech is eleven. We picked some other guys, some underdogs. That's good. Yeah, good for couple. us. I mean, this is what how you pick the perfect bracket. It can't all just be top seeds, you know. Uh, let's see here. Who's up? Who who picked Kentucky? Uh. You? It was me. I picked Kentucky. Yeah. So I mean, now you're up. Uh, you're up, Andy. Gonzaga, UConn. It's still, I mean, still Mark Few and the boys. Like we're going, we're rolling with it. They're, they're still the best team in the country. No pressure this year. They don't have that undefeated season. That no pressure. That's a good point. That's a good point. Connor, who's going to join them? Uh, Texas Tech or Michigan State? Um, I'll go with Texas Tech. I think that this is when Michigan State's uh, run comes to an end. All right, we're going to go across now, really build the drama. <laughs> Arizona, Houston, I can't do it. If they had their full team from earlier this year before they lost their two players, I, I could put them through. But, again, this is the chalky bracket for me. It, all, it, it absolutely isn't looking at it. Uh, Wildcats go through. Andy gets a tough one, Tennessee, Villanova. Man, I have Tennessee ahead of Nova. And in my numbers, I'd make the on a neutral here. Where, where is this game going to get played? What, what region? What region are we in? If we're playing South, the, where, who's the, where's the South? I mean, regardless, I think it's going to be closer to Nashville than. I, I think know, Tennessee pe- would be favored in that game. So people, people from people from Philly tell me Villanova's not part of Philadelphia. It's outside the city, but it'll be closer. <laughs> it'll be closer to Knoxville, Nashville. I said Nashville, Knoxville. So give me Tenny. Give me, give me you the balls. Connor going down here. San Antonio, Kansas. they're saying in the chat. San Antonio, got it. Kansas, Iowa. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas. Yeah, like that could be a good time, I think, to even take Kansas against the spread if it's like, you know, three, four, or something like that, five. I think that Kansas could roll them. It is funny how this works out. I cannot put LSU. In the I just can't do it. <laughs> Not without a coach with their struggles offense. Yes, I'm going with Laranega magic again. Miami oh, goes through. We oh got listen, 10 is realistic. I, I don't <laughs> care. I, they beat Duke on the road. They beat Wake Forest on the road. They beat Virginia Tech on the road. So call me crazy. We'll put it. I, I, I like that. Like, yeah, you're going to put LSU in the Elias? Not I can't happening. do that. 
Will Wade. I mean, they're winning it for Will. A strong ass offer. No way. Yeah, it's like the Raiders <laughs> making the playoffs, doing it for Chucky here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Andy Baylor, UCLA. Good matchup. Yeah, this is actually pretty tough. I mean, despite the seeding, because I have UCLA pretty high, but Baylor, that offense, I'm I'm fine moving them on. That's a, a really strong one seed. We have really strong one seeds this year. It's not always the case. Go ahead, Connor. We'll pick Kentucky, Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky. Yeah. okay, got it. This is where their run ends. All right, so we got – here we go. I guess I get to pick Gonzaga, Texas Tech. I, guys, I just don't – I don't think the Zags have it. I don't. I think this is not as good a team as the past. I think Holmgren will get bodied in this game. I think they can battle Timmy inside. I, I like the defense. This is a, a I just don't like it. I'm not going to put Gonzaga through. I'm putting the I'm putting Texas Tech Red Raiders guns out. Red Raiders going through. Uh, going across. Andy, go ahead. Arizona, Tennessee. Man, I might just take the Vols again. Yep. I think that I'm that the, that that defense. I'm not sure you see that kind of defense out in the out west. I'm going to have to think about my Pac-12 defenses a little, but they can harass you and force a lot of turnovers. That could be a problem. So give me, give me a three seed through. Love it. Totally love it. Going down to the bottom, Connor, uh, Kansas, Miami. <laughs> I'll go with Kansas here. <laughs> Baylor, Kentucky. Listen, Calipari is tough in these spots. Am I going to put Baylor back in the final four again? I am not. I will put Kentucky through. Let's say that Wheeler and Ty Ty start getting it going here and they get themselves through, get a lot of offensive rebounds too inside against Baylor, one of the few teams that can. So our final four guys, before we get to the championship, we have what? Texas Tech. Where is it here? Yeah, there it's it is. right there. Right there Sorry. Yeah. Texas Tech versus Kentucky and Tennessee versus Kansas. So Andy, you're up. Texas Tech, Kentucky. Oh, that's a nasty defense. Again, am I just going to pick defensive teams in this era of uh, fun basketball? The Rick Barnes love is strong. This one, I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a good final four. I think that this is like a good you know, amount of diversity. Like, you know, it's not all one seeds. It's not all like upsets. We have, you know, one, two, three, you know, like it's like a good, a good mix here. Yeah. Yeah. Slight edge to that. Man, it's just such a good defense against such a good offense. I almost said slight edge to like Texas Tech. They've been here recently. Like it's an experienced <laughs> team going against a pretty experienced coaching staff over the yeah. other half. But slow, we'll go slight edge to the Red Raiders. Wow. Great. I love it. Connor, Tennessee, Kansas. That's a tough one, too. Oh, man. Tennessee, Kansas. Um, yeah, I think I like Kansas here. I think that we'll, we'll go with Kansas. I think that they're, uh, a good contender. Well, if it comes down to me to pick the championship, Kansas, Texas Tech. I remember when Bill Self won his first title against Memphis in overtime. And and I always laugh because he wiped his brow, guys. Like it just shows it was relief. It wasn't celebration. We got a big we got a big 12 matchup here. I just think they have enough offense to get through. So I will put the Jayhawks through here as our champion in our, our bracket of integrity, our, our one bracket here. Uh, what do you think we have? And if you wanted to redo the bracket, we know who the 16 seed is in one of these. So if we want to change anything, Texas Southern did yep. get through yep. over and Texas covered. Corpus yeah, and covered. Yep. I think we'll probably keep that pick the same. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that could be our bracket swinger. You, you got to submit this, Mike. I mean, this is like, I don't know what, what thing you're on here, but I mean, we got to yep. we gotta get this submitted yep, in the we'll books. Do. Whatever we win, like an Acura, I think, or something like that, if, if we win, you know, like that. We'll do, 100%. I'll get it in. Yep, Acura. We need the point. Oh, what's the point? Give me, yeah, Andy, Connor, you do the points. Okay, okay. Oh, boy. I mean, so I, last time they played, uh, it went to double OT. So 94-91 was earlier in the season. They also played, and Texas Tech won 75-67. So we will go with third time they're playing. We'll go with like 72-68. I'm, I'm fine with that. Maybe yeah, a I was going to say, we, Maybe a little high. I, went, I went right to Ken Powell. I'm like, these teams have certainly played a couple times. We just go look what they did before. Love it. Love it. Awesome. We're right at an hour. That's pretty good. <laughs>